Welcome to the Brent Gold Podcast with co-host Eric Lawholm. We are building 1 million agents in 100 countries in 10 years. Now, here's your host, Brent Gold. Hi, this is Eric Lawholm. I want to welcome all of you to the Brent Gold Podcast. We've got another fantastic guest lined up. Derek Shank is with us. He has been a coach now for the last 12 years. He's done over 28,000 one-on-one coaching sessions. And I had the privilege of hearing Derek give a phenomenal speech at Brent Gove's weekly sales meeting. And I loved the message and asked him if he'd be willing to come on the podcast. And he graciously accepted. Derek, I want to welcome you to the podcast. Hey, how are you, my friend? I thank you so very much. I am just jacked and ready. Just light it up today. Awesome. Well, that sounds great. Well, why don't we start off with how you became a coach? Tell us, tell us about that journey. Yeah, you know, so, uh, you know, I've been in real estate since uh, 05. And then about 2011, I joined a a large real estate franchise and I was uh, brought on there to be uh, what they call a productivity coach, right? So I was a productivity coach there for uh, a number of years. And, um, you know, um, became a productivity coach. And uh, later on, I got I became certified as a John Maxwell speaker and coach, got NLP certified, um, lots of certification, everything else. But, you know, the, the biggest change for me is, you know, I started in 2011 and, you know, I, I knew it was something I, I love doing. I love speaking and coaching because I just love to hear myself talk. Right. But, you know, there was a there was a defining moment for me to where in 2012, I, I ran a marathon. It was my first marathon. Um, and I tell people I've run two marathons, my first one and my last one. <laughs> so it was in 2012, I, I ran this marathon. I gave a speech to about 90 agents in a room. And the theme was running versus real estate. So we talked about the trials and tribulations of real estate versus running and the consistency and small steps and everything. And afterwards, you know, you know, 90 people, they, they applauded. I, I felt really cool. It stroked my ego and everything. But, you know, it was just kind of very short lived. But then a few weeks later, um, I was at the, the team meeting and I was sat next to a gal in the back. I didn't know who she was. I mean, this brokerage had about 500 people, so I, I didn't know everybody. And I sat next to her and she said, hey, I'd really love the, the speech that you gave, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I said, thank you. That was really cool. She said, well, it inspired us so much. You know, uh, the speech was in Boise and she said, we drove all the way to Portland and back this weekend to watch our daughter run a marathon. And we thought after... We heard you speak. It was the least we could do. And we haven't talked to her in over seven years. Wow. And, um, you know, it was all I could do not to just start balling during the team meeting. And, but, you know, people talk about defining moments and that was a defining moment for me. I could tell you, I could show you the room. I could show you where the chair was. I was sitting in when it happened. And my thought was, you know, if I can impact, you know, an agent on a, on a call, that's awesome. If I can impact people in a room, that's awesome. Yeah, if I can do something to impact people outside that room and families outside that room and 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 kids and parents and generational wealth outside that room, then you know what? That's that's my new goal. That's my new purpose and passion. And that day was the defining moment to where I started double down, double down on the books I was reading, the courses and classes I, I had. I went from having one coach to two personal coaches and I mean, that moment just really shifted things in, in my life to where I knew that, you know, coaching, coaching was for me. Awesome. And when you spoke to Brent's team the other day, you shared a message about something that happened when you were much younger in your life and you had a turning point there. And I, I just love that story. And I'd love for you to share 
about that story here. I, I appreciate that. It's a very personal story for me. So um, I'm glad more people can hear it. So, you know, when I was a kid, I don't know, uh, fourth, fifth, sixth grade and stuff, I had a I had a, a massive speech impediment. I had a massive lisp. And I, I don't know who named something, uh, someone who can't say their S is a lisp. I, whoever named it is evil naming it that. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so we went to speech therapists and counselors and hearing specialists, and, and we no, we could never figure it out. And, you know, when I look back on those days, um, I mean, I was a triple threat. I was short, I was a redhead, and I couldn't talk. So, you know, you know how ki- elementary kids are. They're very forgiving. No, they're not. So, you know, I envision those days of circle of kids out on the playground, shoving and pushing this short redheaded kid who couldn't talk, shoving them into each other, making fun of them, throw them in the ground. And that was me. That was me. Most kids were excited to go to recess. And I dreaded going to recess. And, you know, a weird thing about me is, is when I dream, I dream in black and white. But when I have a nightmare, it's in color. And every time I think of those days, it's in color. So those, those years sucked. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, you can tell I'm over it now. But those, <laughs> those years sucked. But, you know, um, we went to this one speech therapist, and he said, okay, whenever you're talking, your your, your tongue's in the wrong place. And I said, yeah, no, no, no kidding, right? And he said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to, when you go to bed at night, I want you to hold this little rubber band on the roof of your mouth. And as you fall asleep, I want you to think, hold this there till morning, hold this there till morning, hold this there till morning. And I want you to do that for like the next 45, 60 days and then come back and see me. And I remember driving home, you know, my dad goes, oh my God, I can't believe this. We paid 12 bucks for this quack to tell you to talk to yourself and stuff. And okay, 12 bucks. It was a while ago, right? So so I remember sitting by, uh, my mom was sitting next to me on my little red race car bed. And I put the little rubber band there. And I was thinking, hmm, hmm, and then I woke up the next morning and I, I don't know what happened. I think I swallowed it because we never did find it. Next couple of nights, it'd be stuck to the side of my face or in this pool of drool or something. And by like the morning number eight or nine, I woke up in the middle of the morning uh, and the rubber band was still there. After like eight or nine hours, it's still there. And then, you know, over the next 80% of the time, over the next 30, 45 days, I'd wake up, it was still there. And then slowly the, the lisp went away. And I went from the kid who got made of, made fun of because he couldn't talk to now I get paid to talk for a living. So, um, you know, it was great. My life changed. And it's like, I always wondered, what the heck was that voodoo magic, right? What was that voodoo magic this guy had by a little rubber band talking to yourself and stuff? And the older I got, I always wondered, what was that? Later on, I I figured out and discovered that he knew of a gift of of uh, a gift that we all have and he knew how to tap into it. And that gift is what is called the RAS, the RAS, the reticular activating system. So the reticular activating system, it's about the size of your pinky nail at the base of your brain. It's basically a filter. Cause you got like 2 million bits of information coming at you at all times. Your brain can handle that. It would just overload and explode. So you have that filter and you can handle about 126 bits a second. So it only allows in what is important. But the key is it will allow in what you tell it is important, right? So I don't know. I don't know if anybody, Eric, I don't know where you grew up, Eric, but did you ever play a slug bug game, slug buggy, that game, anything, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Volkswagen bug, you'd punch each other. And, uh, you know, like this, you know, before you, you 
you, you don't know what cars are around you, but when someone goes flood bug, you would see them in front of you, behind you, you'd see them overhead, right? You want that one of a kind car. They don't exist. They're not in the state. This color is custom made. But as soon as you get that car, what do you see? You see that car, that color everywhere because your RAS was activated. They were there before, but you were hyper-focused. Now, what I would challenge, you know, most of the, the, the realtors, lenders listen to this call is you might say, hey, there's low inventory. Well, you know what? I'd say slug bug. And once you get hyper-focused, those listings start popping up just like the Volkswagen bugs did. So the, the gift, the, the, the gift that this guy knew was your RAS is its strongest as you're going from subconsciousness to consciousness or consciousness to subconsciousness. So it's strongest as you're waking up or falling asleep. You know, for an example, that little kid who in his head was saying, hold it till morning, hold it till morning. The RAS said, if I'm thinking, hold it there till morning, as you're falling asleep, that must be important. So I'm going to think it all night long. That's why the rubber band was still there. So what I would challenge everybody is, what are you thinking as you're falling asleep? Are you watching negative news as you're falling asleep? If you're thinking the world's a dirty, rotten, awful place, you're thinking the world's a dirty, rotten, awful place for eight, nine hours. How can you possibly wake up with a positive attitude when you're activating your ass as you're falling asleep? Same thing. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm older, right? I used to use a radio to wake up with. So when the, the music would come on, it'd be on for two, three seconds, you'd hit the snooze, but that song came on in your head first thing in the morning, your brain said, oh, Stairway to Heaven is the first thing I'm thinking about. In the morning, it must be important. The rest of the day, I'm going to think about Stairway to Heaven. And I hope at least one of those connect with you. But if the Raz is real. The Raz is real. So what I challenge people is bookend your day. Bookend your day with what you want to say. You can't control the whole day. You can't control input from everywhere all day long. But can you control that last 30 minutes? Can you control that first 30 minutes? Because you know, most agents, they're using a, using a cell phone as their alarm, or they're using one of their handcuffs. Well, I, I'm sorry, not handcuff. I meant I watch. <laughs> Some of you know what I mean. Right. So if you're, you know, you wake up and you go straight to email and you go, oh, they countered us. Oh, it didn't appraise. Oh, she used another real estate agent. Chaos, chaos, chaos. Your brain, brain says, if chaos is the first thing I'm thinking about first thing in the morning, chaos must be important. I'm going to spend the rest of the day go looking for what? Chaos. Chaos, right? You go straight to your phone. You go straight to social media. And you say, oh, my oh my goodness, look at, you know, look at her perfect life. Look at his perfect wife. Oh, they got a new boat. They got another cabin. They got more closings. I'm not worthy. The RAS says the first thing in the morning is I'm not worthy. I'm going to make sure this person is right. And I'm going to spend the rest of the day looking for things to confirm you're not worthy. Now, I will tell you, if you, you know, I went through this and I know the RAS is real. And, you know, up until 15 years ago, I thought, you know, your mindset and personal growth was all fluff. You just work really hard. You crash and burn. And then you get up and rinse and repeat. That's a typical real estate agent. I know I've been there. And the benefit of being a professional coach, I get to see behind the curtain, the systems, the models, the marketing, but I get to see what's really happening in their hearts and what's really happening in their head. So, you know, the one thing I, know, I encourage people to, to write down, and I've been working with a lot of clients 
of all different levels and production levels, especially in the last, since COVID, but especially in this last year, is control the controllables. So I encourage you to write that down. Unless you're driving, if you're driving, don't do it now. But just write down control the controllables. We spend so much time and energy on the things we can't control. You can't control the interest rates. You can't control the inventory. You can't control what's happening overseas. You got to you got to look at your business plan, get real and get right and start focusing on control the controllables. And I'm going to take a breath, Eric, because I haven't given you a chance to say anything. <laughs> well, it's been fantastic so far. And you are the star of the show today. So I love creating this space for you to share your wisdom with all of our listeners, mostly agents that tune into the Brent Gove podcast. And um, let's talk about any any other hacks that you have about the mind. Like, I think that for a lot of agents, they're, um, I don't know if it's overtrained is the right word, but they're trained on how to do a listing presentation, how to do an open house, right? But when it comes to mindset, and there's so many uncontrollable things, interest rates, you, you know, you you have your friend that you want to list the house for, and then they pick another real estate agent, you lose the deal, you, you have a deal, it goes expired, and they go with another agent. There's a lot of things that can hit a real estate agent that aren't tactical things like a listing presentation or an open house or a negotiation. And so any other hacks, mindset ideas that you'd like to share that you found valuable for yourself and also for the clients that you work with? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, sometimes in coaching, when the client sets a goal and the next week, if they don't hit it, I say, okay, it's typically one of three things. It's either mindset, skill set, or time management. So let me tackle that third one super quick, time management. There's no such thing as time management. We're setting ourselves up for failure, calling it time management. You can't, you can't speed up time. You can't slow it down. You can't buy more of it. What it is, it's priority management. It's brain management. It's emotion management. It is life management. If you don't manage your life, everybody else will. Your customers, your clients, your employers, employees, your kids, your spouse, they will. So it comes to that, you know, that life management. So I encourage people to really dive into creating your perfect week. Get it into that the, the, the calendar. I don't care if it's paper or digital, whatever works for you. But number one, um, I'd start with this, uh, a pre-flight routine. If you're a pilot, military, commercial, private, they always do a pre-flight routine every single time, no matter what. If they've been doing 50,000 hours, they still do a pre-flight routine to make sure everything's in place to get to where they want to go. I encourage you every single morning, you should spend at least 15 minutes and look at that calendar and do a pre-flight routine. What are my personal priorities a day? What are my professional priorities a day? Look at that calendar. What are my must-haves? What do I need to delete or delegate? Right? So I think that pre-flight routine every single day is important uh, for everybody to do. I think bookend the day. You can't control everything, but bookend that day. Um, another one, let me go into your environment. Without going too deep is, you know, we talked about 
your environment. We talk about environment. People think about what's in their office, the trees around them, the building they're in. Your environment is all your senses, all your modalities. It's what you see, what you hear, what you feel and experience every day. What you see is planting seeds in your head, in the fertile soil of your brain. Every time you see it over and over again, it's watering and fertilizing it. So that seed is a thought. That thought starts to grow roots. You water and fertilize it more, then those roots start to go deeper, becomes a deeply, deeply rooted belief. The belief affects your behaviors, favor affects your habits, and we're walking, talking creatures of habit. So what I challenge people to do is to do an environment audit. If someone audits your books, they're looking at every single thing, line by line by line. You need to become hyper aware. What are you seeing every day? In the books you're reading, on your phone, on TV, on the computer. What are you hearing every day? What are you hearing in a you know a great Brett Go podcast? What are you hearing um, on your phone? What are you hearing people say in the workplace? What are you hearing you say to yourself? And then you got to get real and get right. You got to look back and everything is either helping you or hurting you. So you got to look back. Are these things that I'm seeing every day, are they helping me or hurting me? These things that I'm hearing, is it helping me or hurting me? And we got to make those, those conscious decisions. And some of them are going to be tough. Some are easy as in, you know what? I got to get Facebook app off my phone. That might be easy, but there may be some others that involve Let's be honest, sometimes it's people, the people we hang around with. That might be sometimes it's a tougher decision. Maybe it's not, we can't stop it. Maybe just eliminate it. But we got to look at what do we need to plus? What do we need to maintain? And what do we need to limit or eliminate? So, you know, I believe in control the controllables. Look in the day with what you want to say. You got to be hyper aware of your environment. You can't control the way you're born. You can't control your, you know, the way you grew up. The thing you can't control today and in the future is your environment. So we got to get hyper-focused on the environment. And I'm going to throw out, I just, one popped up on me this morning. I just want to share with everybody is what are your values? And I brought this up. Someone was going to join a team. I said, do you know what the team's values are? I said, what are your values? Are your values in alignment with your team? Because if your values are not in alignment with the team over time, um, you know, over time, that relationship is going to deteriorate. Well, I have to ask, what are your values and are you in alignment with your values? Because if you're not in alignment with your values, your relationship with yourself will deteriorate as well. And it will be a withdrawal on you emotionally, physically, spiritually. It will become a withdrawal in your soul because psychologists tell us nothing creates internal trauma, basically stress. Nothing creates internal trauma, basically stress, more than when we do stuff on the outside, as in our behavior and actions, are incongruent with the value we have on the inside. People talk about some of the, you know, the stress that they're having nowadays. And I bring this up and I ask, are you in alignment with your values? And if they know that, you know, they need to be, you know, they're running a team and they're talking about consistency and personal growth and lead gen and they're not doing it themselves, you know, you're not incongruent. Your brain will beat you up. So we got to be aware of those values. And I'll just go with one, one more thing. 
<clears throat> it reminded me of uh, it was John Maxwell. I got certified as a John Maxwell coach like 10 years ago. I was at a big event and someone said, Hey John, how are you happy all the time, man? You don't, you don't realize I got, I got kids and stuff and you know, I just got things going on and how are you, everything's so perfect for you. And why are you so happy all the time? And he goes, what makes you think that? He goes, life happens to me too. He said, you know, my, I have another book. It hits a number one seller. He goes, you know, I'll brag about it. I'll post about it. My wife and I will go have dinner. Then the next day I, you know, I'll celebrate for about 24 hours. The next day it's time to go back to work. And he said, things will happen to me too. Something will happen personally, family. He says, I'll have, I'll, I'll complain. I will, I'll have a good old pity party. I privately have a pity party. I'll be honest for about 24 hours. Then after that, it's time to get back to work. And I bring that up because some agents, you know, they had a big closing, a huge closing. They had a success. It's like, yay. And they have a closing. Then they pull off the throttle for two, three weeks. And then they wonder why three months from now, there's a hole in their business. Or the other way, that bad moment becomes a bad day. That bad day becomes a bad week. That bad week starts to become a bad month. The next thing you know, things are out of control. You're going to have a bad moment. There might even be a bad day. But we got to be hyper aware not to let that bad day become a week. And let that week become a month. We're self-employed. We here's the thing: nobody's going to come save you. We can't wait. We can't wait for the interest rates. We can't wait for the government. We can't wait for things to change. We can't wait for inventory. You got to make the change. You are a business owner, not a hobbyist. You are a business owner. You got to just double down. You got to double down on your action steps. You got, and if it's not working, then we got to change the action steps. And for the leaders out there, you're a leader of a team. I challenge you, the leaders need to double down as well. This is a time we need each other and it's going to take intentional changes in our environment. It's going to take intentional changes in our actions and action steps and you're self-employed and it's time to, to control the controllables and make this work for you and all of those around you. Awesome. I, I love that, Derek. And I want to piggyback on what you just said about environment and, uh, I have four kids, um, they're ages 16 to 21. And uh, three of my kids um, moved out in the last 30 days. They went off to college and one went off to move out to go somewhere else. And so that created um, an opportunity for me to clear out a lot of clutter in my home, whether it was in my office, whether it was in my car, whether it was in my cupboards. And I used that as motivation for me um, to really work on my environment. And so for anybody listening, you might not have had a life situation shift for you in the last 30 days, but you can borrow mine. You can channel me for just a moment and pretend that that's happened in your life and get your, your desk organized in your workplace. And your a lot of you, of course, with being a real estate agent, your car is your office. And so um, when things are cluttered, it takes energy to manage all that clutter. And you might think, oh, it's not a big deal. Well, every every single thing that that takes energy from you being positive and productive as an agent, and you can now free up that energy. Something as simple as my closet being organized. I don't have to go look for my shirt or my pants. It's just right there. So and my shoes. And um, I love the the message 
today, Derek. And um, I want to know, is there any way if people want to connect with you um, or if you have anything that you'd like to offer as a next step for um, our agents that listen in from all over the world, what, what that would be? Um, yes, thank you. Um, I love I love what you're talking about, you know, um, uh, about the energy and freeing up everything. And, you know, um, you know, I, I just had a conversation with uh, someone who's an empty a new empty nester. And they said they're going through a change to where, you know, when, when their kids were their focus, that was easy. And now the kids moved out, they they kind of had to reassess their priorities and their priorities and their energy. So we're always we're always changing. So I love that. So I appreciate the opportunity. Um you know, if you want to, you know, reach out to me, uh, maybe uh, I have free uh, coaching sessions. Uh, you can go to coach. Um, you can go to uh, timewithcoachderek.com. That's timewithcoachderek.com. Derek is D-E-R-E-K. That goes to my calendar link. I got a bunch of free thirty-minute sessions. If you say, "Hey, I, I, I'd, like, I'd like to ask you more questions about what you did on the on the Brent Go podcast." and uh, we can talk about that. If you want to talk about professional coaching or what that looked like for you or your team. And I also encourage you to go to uh, my other site called um, livingthearetelife.com. Arete is spelled A-R-E-T-E, livingthearetelife.com. And what the heck does that word mean? You know, arete is a, an ancient Greek word. It means the, uh, you know, pursuit of excellence in all things. So not just in business, but it includes health, wealth, family, fitness, faith, finances, identifying your big why, your, your central purpose. What are your values? And creating that life plan, you know, it's a lot easier to come up with your calendar and come up with that business plan once you've created a, a life plan. And I do I do live events. Uh, you have RTA Life as an on-demand course, um, or you can go there and go find my social links and just track me for all that kind of stuff as well. But uh, timewithcoachderek.com or livingthearetelife.com as well. Awesome. Well, Derek, thank you so much. Brent and I thank you for being a guest on the Brent Go podcast. And for all of you listeners, I encourage you to listen to the podcast more than once so you can put the best of Derek's ideas into your subconscious mind. I also encourage you to share the podcast with your team, with your organization, so they can benefit from Derek's wisdom. And uh, with that, that's going to wrap up another great edition of the Brent Go podcast. Look forward to connecting with you on the next podcast. Have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, so here's the deal. We have incredible information, video content on my YouTube channel. Go over there and make sure you subscribe. And it's vital that you ring the bell. If you ring that bell every time I put out new content, it's actually going to notify you. And you can get the latest and greatest of what's happening at EXP. Now, don't forget to like me on Facebook. So you can also get that content and then follow me on Instagram. We're hitting everybody high, low, and in between. We're trying to get the information out there so you can build big businesses, revenue share organizations. So go to uh, YouTube right now. Please subscribe and ring that bell. Like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. We'll see you out there.